Hello and welcome to Talking HE. My name is Santanu Vasant. In this episode, we speak to Dr. Chris Headland, Director of Learning and Teaching in the School of Computer Science at the University of Lincoln. We discuss what it's like to teach in higher education during a pandemic. We hope you enjoy this episode. So uh, my name is Chris Headland. I'm the School Director of Teaching and Learning in Computer Science at the University of Lincoln. Thanks, Chris, for taking part. So what's it been like to teach in higher education during a pandemic? So the main thing I've noticed while um, kind of teaching in the pandemic has been how valuable versatility has been. You know, we've had to adapt and change and respond relatively quickly. Um, because this isn't, you know, I, I think when we first started, the attitude was, well, we can learn from, you know, we, we've done distance learning before. There's loads of experience of distance learning. We can apply those same kind of rules. Um, and actually, I think what we found out is that it's it's very different. You know, we've mm. we've got students who are not uh, necessarily equipped and not necessarily experienced in uh, learning in that kind of remote setting or online setting and we've had to kind of come up with new methods and techniques relatively on the fly and actually i suppose my main experience is you know uh, we we generally say that the um, university sector is relatively slow moving you know teaching um as a you know the lecturing style has has remained largely the same for, for many many years um Actually, I think what I think is amazing is how quickly we can move and how quickly we can adapt when we need to. And I think that's been really interesting to see. Mm. So can you give us some examples of, of, of how um, you might have done things uh, differently in the past and, and how you're approaching your subject area um, in, um, uh, in computing and in, um, in games design? So... One of the things that we've done at uh, the School of Computer Science in Lincoln is we've moved our our face-to-face provision into these kind of open lab sessions where students can work on the areas that they need the most support rather than kind of uh, in the traditional way of teaching computer science is you, you have a very direct coupling between your, your theoretical, your kind of lecture provision and your workshop practical position. Uh, provision you do a lecture and then you follow that up with a workshop what we've done is we've kind of re-approached that and actually these pool sessions these open sessions students can work on whatever they kind of they they need the most support with there and then Mm. and actually that that's that's relatively revolutionary in computer science you know you don't see a lot of that and it's working really well so far um the other things that we we kind of see is some of the the stuff that we would have previously done face to face um we're now doing um online you know as 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 many people are but actually for some of those um subjects it actually kind of works better online the the chat back channel that's going on is is really useful to have um yeah so the ability to kind of adapt and, and respond to that has been really helpful and but not only that, but to kind of to take the student feedback and, and to run with that. So I mentioned about the chat back channel. You know, we, we've 
we started out with one very kind of specific idea of how we were going to use that. And the students' feedback and the students working with us has kind of evolved that as we've moved along. Um, and that's changed almost, you know, on a weekly basis at this stage. And it's worked really well. And what would you say are some of the, the, the ongoing challenges around um, teaching in a pandemic? So I think the, the ongoing challenge for everyone is, you know, it, at least in my perspective, it isn't actually the teaching side. I mean, knowledge delivery. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in computer science that we um, we don't necessarily have specialist equipment where you need to be um, on site to use that. You know, we're not using electron microscopes or you know, we're not having to do physical mm -hmm. demonstrations like you do in dance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're a, you know, we often talk about chalk and talk subjects. We're a kind of a box and talk. As long as you've got your computer, you're fine. Um, but, uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? I've, I just, I've lost my train of thought. So, so what, what, what are the, some of the challenges that you've faced with, with, with t teaching in a pandemic? All right. Okay. So yeah, so we're, we're very fortunate in computer science that we um, have transitioned online relatively easily. You know, we, we often talk about chalk and talk subjects. We, we're kind of a box and talk subject, you know, where we don't have specialist equipment. We don't need the electron microscopes. We're not having to do physical demonstrations like you're doing in dance or, or art. Um, the actual challenge hasn't been for the delivery side for us. It, it's more around the pastoral end. You know, there, mm. there's... One of the big things I think we miss um, with moving things online is you lose, I, I've been calling the water cooler moments. You lose that kind of serendipity of you're walking down a corridor and you bump into a student who you haven't seen for a week and you say, oh, how are you doing? What's going on? And I find actually most of my personal tutorage happens in those moments when you just happen to catch somebody at a moment where they, they need a little bit of extra help or they need a conversation. Mm -hmm. and i've noticed not only students are struggling that but staff as well um yeah you know I isolation is a, is a tough thing to deal with it's it's tricky right and as much mm -hmm. as we can do teams meetings or or skype or zoom whatever your platform is it doesn't kind of make it it's not quite the same level of camaraderie of of seeing people in the corridor having a 10 minute catch up on on your way to lunch or whatever and and that's the bit that i think has been missing i think that's where most of the challenge has been yeah and how how, how have you um in your teaching and in your um uh, school um dealt with that to date so the way we've tried to approach it is one, we, we've kind of restructured the the academic year for our students. So instead of teaching um, one solid block, we've broken it into four week blocks for semester A. So which is separated by two what we're calling enhancement weeks, which mm. we kind of put in on a, a smorgasbord of um, extracurricular activities, guest lectures, uh, workshops. Um, and we're offering some of these out to other schools as well. Um, so we're having like four intensive, sorry, three intensive four-week blocks. Mm. Um, now, by putting these kind of structured breaks in, what we're hoping is we're going to have some of those kind of 
digital water cooler moments. We will have people going to sessions that they wouldn't have been doing normally. We'll, we're having academics who are going to those sessions just because they're interested. And we, we're kind of putting the, the staff team and the student team on the same footing on that. We've also tried to encourage things like social gaming. So we've tried mm. to encourage um, spaces where, and again, the, the, for computer science, we, we do a lot of video game stuff anyway, but actually trying to encourage people to um, to play games together, to share their gaming experiences. Um, we've also created within the school what we call the Common Room, um, which is a, an MS Teams site um, where we, we literally just leave it as an open site for people just to post and chat and and discuss where they're going on. And again, that's open to, to staff and students as well. Mm, that's really interesting, the mixture of both staff and students interacting in those kind of virtual um, common room um, spaces, which um, that's something that I haven't seen everywhere um, done. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, what would you say in maybe a couple of minutes, what would be what would be your top tips for for, for for others um, listening in, um, um, for our listeners in terms of um, engagement or interaction um, in the in in this in this pandemic time. Um, I think kind of the, the the one tip I can give and the best bit of advice I can provide is create spaces for create pastoral spaces within your scheduled sessions. Um, mm. Don't assume that everyone is okay. Um, you know, always give a space at the beginning of a session where you say, right, how's everyone getting on? Uh, what's going on with the program at the moment? How are you all? Um, how, how's assignment X going now? Just give space for a little bit of just open discussion um, somewhere in those scheduled sessions. Don't, don't assume that people are going to necessarily come to you when, when they need a bit of extra help. Um, mm. I think that's that's probably my my top tip. I think the the only thing I would say is is experiment. You know, this never waste a a good crisis. You know, um, <laughs> this is a, a good opportunity to to try something new. And I, the one thing that's really struck me about all of this is how amazingly supportive the student body have been. You know, I've been going to them and said, look, you know, I'm going to try this. We're going to do this different thing. Feel free to give me feedback. Talk to me about it. You know, engage the students. Ask them what they want, how they want to learn, how they want to be taught. Um, because, like I say, I think if you start with that at the beginning, if you start with uh, going to the students and asking the students what they want and what they need, I think it's kind of hard to go wrong at the moment. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really useful thing and for us to continue even after um the pandemic is is over um yeah thank I you mean, good um, good teachings good teaching right mm, in, in, yeah in the pandemic is, or out of it it's, yes exactly uh, yeah yeah i think we we we, we might have either forgotten that or um or not uh, um you know thought of that in 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 the in the uh, times when we were together in a physical space um and um uh, and, and could uh, possibly wing it more um, than than we can in the online space, mm. um, and and it needs, maybe needs to be a bit more um, structured and directed, um, and and designed. Thank you to Dr. Chris Headland. Next time on Talking HE, we speak to Kelly Trivedi 
about critical thinking. A preview coming up. Um, hello, um, I'm Kelly Trevady. Um, I've been working in education now for nearly 10 years. I think this is a great question, you know, I get asked this quite a lot and it's been subject to debate for a number of years. Critical thinking is part of all of our daily life, you know, we are doing it without knowing um, that we are doing it. For example, when we're deciding on how to maybe manage our money or organising our exercise plan. But sometimes in the academic world, this can be where the barrier comes in because students may not always recognise when they are demonstrating their critical thinking skills. All that and more in the next episode of Talking HE. Until then, thanks for listening. I've been Santinivasant and this has been Talking HE.